What's up? Welcome back to another week of Best Week Ever, where we discuss who's having the worst and best week ever in pop culture. This week, I'm super excited. I'm having a friend back on the show, Tori from Ready to Be Petty and Ready to Be Romance. How are you today, Tori? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk about pop culture. And also, can you let the listeners know a little bit about your new podcast that you just started? I'm super excited. You started off with one of the most talked about books right now, especially in pop culture. That book is trending. I actually sent that book to my sister. She's a huge Twilight fan. Um, And I read like the synopsis of it all. And I was like, this is definitely like bringing back the 2010s era of that <laughs> <Yes>. novel era. <laughs> yes, yes. A Court of Thorns and Roses. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. So I host a new podcast called Ready to be Romance. You've probably, um, you know, I've been on Vanessa's podcast like a few times now. And Recently, I started this podcast talking about my favorite romance novels. So we recap them and then we discuss what we liked about them, what we didn't, uh, what their reception was, and if there's any like TV or movie adaptations. And we've covered A Court of Thorns and Roses and the second book, A Court of Mist and Fury, uh, My Life with the Walter Boys, People We Meet on Vacation, The Duke and I, which is Bridgerton season one, and... I've got a fourth wing episode coming out soon. So yeah, it's going to end up and I'm going to cover Twilight because it's the, you know, that's uh, a must. That's like an OG. (laughs) Yeah. It's like very, I think, impactful to a lot of modern, like contemporary romance novels. So it's been so fun to talk about something that like I read like, you know, like 30 to 60 books a year. And it's so nice to be able to finally talk about these, these things with other people. I'm so jealous of you that you're able to read that many books within the year. <laughs> like my goal, I always try to reach 20. And sadly, it's just diminishing each year goes by. I'm like, totally old me would be so pissed off. <laughs> oh, same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it's definitely a recent hobby that I've picked up. I was a reader as a kid and then kind of couldn't find a genre that I liked until the pandemic. And I was, you know, back into reading and it's a lot of books. I feel like whenever I am like not living my life, being a little recluse, I read a lot more than, you know, the months that I am like out and about with friends. So it it ebbs and flows. Were you part of that because I know you're in Canada. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. had Pizza Hut, but were you part of the reading book club for like the Pizza Hut, like card party? Like you get a free pizza for reading so many books a month. I was literally going to say <laughs> no, but I, I, I actually think I was where you get the single pizza with like a chocolate, we got like chocolate milk or white milk on the side. <laughs> <laughs> like so gross, such a gross combo. But yeah, yeah, I, I loved reading as a kid, but um, and through high school, but then when I hit college, I just, you you read so much for your classes that I just kind of um, stopped reading recreationally. And then I tried to pick it up after college and then I was, but I was reading YA, which I, I liked the genre, but I just wasn't relating to like the characters anymore. So 
then I found like contemporary romance and then there's like tons of subgenres that I've been able to get into. So super, super fun. I am embarrassedly always checking the YA section. There's no why is so good. <laughs> no, s- literally so good. Yeah, I I hate when people. I feel like a lot of people chirp romance. They chirp YA and stuff like that because you know maybe it's not considered real literature, but it's like no, it's such a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Tori, I'm so happy for you, and I'm so excited to have you talk more about your podcast and more about books because obviously if you love this podcast you're gonna love Tori's podcast where she dives into books and ready to be petty obviously is always my top fave thank you Um, let's start with our worst week honorable mentions who do you have for your worst week ever honorable mention yeah so my honorable honorable mention goes to the tiktokers at the people choice award uh just the group of them like uh i think his name is harry daniels was there brianna chicken fry and grace o'malley uh jake shane like there was so many tiktokers and like kind of gen z content creators but we got that viral moment where um, I think it's Billie Eilish talking to Kylie Minogue. Of all people. <laughs> of all people, like so random. And she was like, she answered, a, I think a question from Kylie, probably like, who's here? Like, what is this group? Like, I don't know anyone. And then Billie was like, it's a bunch of random TikTokers and kind of seemingly in like a dismissive tone. So I think they're having maybe not the best week. <laughs> The lip readers are out. Like, I don't think celebrities are now safe with videos being that close to them in award shows, especially like next to other like artists as well. Like they're not safe anymore and might as well just text under the table. Totally. I was actually going to ask you this because you're such a pop culture, like, um, I don't know, expert. Um, do you remember like previous award shows outside of like you know recent years being like this because i was thinking like they've always been filmed in the audience and you know we've always had a curiosity for what they're saying to each other and how they're interacting but for some reason this year in particular it seems like we have you know, multiple viral moments about people, you know, eavesdropping and then lip reading what the celebrities are saying. I know, because when you think about it, I always go back to that photo. I'm not, I think it's, um, I was going to say Sofia Vergara, but it's not her, but they did do a replica with the modern family yes yes with um and julia bowen but it's isn't it like elizabeth taylor or it's um yeah marilyn monroe or something like i think it's marilyn monroe but yeah yeah. it's like literally these two beautiful actresses and it kind of brings me back to that vibe where it's like it's always been there you know like just the joan uh rivers of it all in the red carpet like we were so like into that and i just think because the golden globes gave us that like behind the scenes during commercial breaks of mingling like artists like that 
I think we wanted more of that instead of award shows. Right. But yeah, I do think that it's just more, I guess it's not like a guilt because when I look, think about like tabloids and like the MTV movie awards and like we like that we had life of that seeing that in magazines but now with social media and right um just it being so accessible to us is just a little it moves a little bit more differently now yeah that's a really good point because you're right that it's probably it was probably still happening on red carpets and in yeah the the audience of award shows but I guess back in the day if you were watching it live you unless you witnessed it firsthand you wouldn't have noticed it because I know we wouldn't have have seen it yeah we have Twitter updating us like every play by play yeah exactly we didn't have that before where can you imagine like if we had Twitter when Janet Jackson and the whole Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake like I remember my friend uh on AIM typing that to me like saying did you see the Super Bowl like right now in Janet Jackson um yeah it's just now because of the internet and the accessibility of social media we're just moving it differently now with yeah celebrity celebrityism (laughs) yeah yeah no totally so yeah that that's interesting to me I don't think like Billie Eilish as per this moment, like, I don't think she hates TikTok creators or something like that. But I think, I think these kind of A-list celebs in these traditional um, fields, like acting and singing and stuff like that, I feel like they might be threatened by, um, you know, this younger generation. I was listening to a TikTok from Shannon from Fluently Ford, and she was talking about how, like, the way that like Jimmy Kimmel, for example, gets views is posting small clips to like TikTok and stuff. Otherwise, like no one like really watches the show live or anything. And I think that they know that that's the way of the future and they might be like a little bit threatened. So I I guess it's two pronged. It's like it's embarrassing that like no one wants you to be there if you're a TikToker. And then it's like if you are a celeb you might be like a dying breed like the last great american dynasty or whatever no you're so right because you going back to Billie eilish i wonder if she finds addison ray as a threat because that is like a competitor if you think about it and she is like a right she was before before charlie i guess d'amelio she was one of the first tiktok girlies to really go mainstream and become a pop artist yeah yeah i feel like billy has a specific niche especially with like you know like the oscar songs and stuff like that but i definitely think other people like maybe like dua lipa or whatever like i feel like they would be like threatened because they have more kind of like generic not generic but more similar music i guess but yeah, super interesting about like how in some cases in Hollywood, these people are unknown, but in other cases, like they're getting millions of views on things where some celebs aren't even pulling millions of views on TikTok. 
The TikTok world is really different because I, like the following is just there's just true loyal followers that follow everyday people and they literally get like six million views probably. I know, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's wild. But yeah, it's changing the landscape. I, I wonder how we'll look back on this in a few years or decades or whatever. So for my worst week ever honorable mention, I have to give it to the NYPD dance team. Have you saw this at <laughs> yes, all? Yes, that is so perfect. That's perfect. So the New York City Police Department is actually facing criticism because their dance crew performed at a local TV station when critics are concerned that these officers should be more focused on you know, combating crime than actually having their dance moves on live television. But yeah, this is really awful to see. Actually, after knowing that Mayor Eric Adams had cut additional $100 million from education this year, that means like libraries, teachers, like literally everything that is needed, especially in New York City. And just seeing where their money is going to is actually, I mean, guys, I'll put the video on the show notes so you guys can see this awful, awful video of where their money is going to. And you know, what's really disheartening to hear that this is not the only like club that is part like that is affiliated with the New York police department. They also have a boxing club paintball club a hockey club a rugby club and a baseball club these people don't work yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in some aspects it's like maybe they can get their anger their like white aggression out in the the boxing ring sorry that is literally <laughs> what one of the one of the New York police the officers said that they said that they love doing this on their time of break during like a shift one of the ladies like after a seven hour shift I just love dancing with these ladies like I just can't <laughs> believe I'm reading this under whose under whose money like yeah that's brutal that's absolutely brutal and like Jim totally and like it's obviously I well not maybe not obviously but like it must be PR like to be like hey guys we're like relatable and like cool <laughs> or whatever but I saw so many funny tweets about like how they're like oh so the NYPD doesn't protect and doesn't serve they do not and guys this is an ACAB podcast like yeah. I if if you have gotten this far not knowing that I'm sorry but like <laughs> not sorry this is just so terrible to see. And yeah, the videos I've been seeing of people reenacting the dance moves has been at least the most laughable part of this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. There's so many other like professional development things that would be beneficial to police departments like um, trainings or like education or whatever. And to see that it's like to this bad dancing is like so sad and we're just it's it's really bleak out there <laughs> it's like, really fucking bleak <laughs> mayor eric adams truly just wants a cheering squad on the side while he idiocracy walks down a red carpet <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> it was like yeah it was dystopian <laughs> like, yes <it> was... <laughs> 
Yeah, so dark. Another worst week honorable mention I have to throw in there is actually Tom Sandoval. I don't know if you've read lately on what he quoted, but he kind of related his scandal to two different way out there. He related his scandal to the O.J. Simpson and the George Floyd movement and literally is I like this man cannot surprise me anymore. He has like this time spread. Not only is he having this interview out, I guess he's trying to compete with Ariana for sure, but he also has this like photo shoot with his white nails. And I don't know, have you looked at this photo shoot at all? It's just really like ugh, the ick. Yeah, totally. And I read the article too, and it's absolutely brutal. I think we need to stop giving this man a platform to share his side of the story because it's been a year. I think this scandal happened. I think it broke like March 3rd. So we're coming up on one year and this man hasn't learned one thing. Um, He has the worst PR team that I've ever met and he'll just, he'll never get it. I think like I don't, not that I ever had hope for him under like standing what he did and why he did it. But I think like after a year, I'm just like, you are literally a lost cause. It it can't get any worse than this. It's, it's really bad. I, yeah, I, I don't feel bad for him. It It's disgusting. It, I guess like I I actually I was trying to think before this podcast because I was like thinking about this as um, one of my honorable mentions too. Um, I was like trying to think of what parallels he was trying to make when he discussed like about I guess the fanfare about George Floyd and or like the news coverage, not fanfare, that's the wrong word, but the news coverage of George Floyd and oj simpson and i think danny masterson he um said yeah too. he said that he got more hate than danny masterson and he um used no and he like <laughs> are some he are someone and this is exactly what he quoted yeah it's there's no way that you can make that parallel and yeah just trying to think of his line of thinking behind some of his quotes I I like couldn't understand like I couldn't make sense of any of it and yeah this man is like completely Delulu truly Truly. I I can't believe that he this may be his last interview like truly yeah I don't really see because the fact that the journalist had to go back and literally tell everyone what he was trying to convey of his side like literally trying to lay it out for us but we're still like no it's still disgusting of him to like still come up here and like puff his chest thinking that he didn't do anything wrong like he's we're only in episode three of the season and I really cannot stand him and with this cover coming out and these quotes of him saying that like I know Gertie from Real Housewives of Miami came out um, literally telling Bravo, like, this is like, we've had enough, <laughs> you know, like, like, how much more are we going to take of this man's disgusting, like, sayings? 
especially with I don't know if you've been watching the after show of Vanderpump where yeah. it's like even worse where he talks about like how Ariana is like moving on and whatnot but he still has to like put in some certain digs like personal digs about her throughout the show it's just like gross totally yeah absolutely okay this is like I've been trying to like grapple with this like what do you think of Ariana now because I was like the one thing that I like can't comprehend at this point and like I do understand complacency and stuff and, and they have extra pressure being a couple on a tv show but I was like you were with this guy for like 10 years and I'm currently watching VPR for the first time I just finished season six I'm on season seven now and I'm like so you saw the reunion with Ariana like literally just defending him the whole entire time even though she knew about Miami girl yes and I'm like also he says awful and things and does awful things on the show and I'm like I don't know like I I feel like it's a maybe at this point it's maybe a little bit of revisionist history about um I don't know I think she's a good person I think that she is a nice girl none of the she deserved none of this but sometimes I'm like okay you were with a man that was like this crazy like I don't know (laughs) no like I don't because they were so young and the way that right. they met was so like dramatic because it was on a TV show like she didn't I don't think she even wanted to be on the show she was friends with Sheena and she was like in the background but the minute that like she started the relationship with Sandoval she like got pushed onto the screen you know the way I feel about her now honestly I am still team Ariana like totally the way that these people are turning on her and literally the internal misogyny and yeah just because she is a really from day one she's a tough cookie like she's always been like outspoken about how where she stands on certain things you know with Stassi just being super racist and also like um being bisexual and always supporting like the gay community like she has always been the sane one and the most relatable one so yeah I totally understand where you're coming from like she's been dating this guy for 10 years but she probably saw like a lot of good things because we did see a lot of good things about Sandoval right yeah um and she made him look a 10 times better as a man when she was with him and now them not being together the way he talks about her saying like I always felt like she was here and I was there blah 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 and I'm like well dude no offense but you kind of are yeah yeah it's like that's the reality you just wanted to do drugs all day and like find yourself through music while you're on a high you're like 42 grow the fuck up totally absolutely brutal but yeah I don't like how um people are kind of turning on Ariana and I'm hoping people read this and they see more of the episodes coming out what do you think of Sheena yeah she's a (laughs) she's an interesting (laughs) girly I think that because she doesn't have much drama in her personal life I think she's kind of clinging to Scandival. Um, I saw that Raquel posted 
like a clip of her mentioning Scandal like a million times on her podcast because in one of those after shows she was like Raquel can't drop the um Scandal thing like this is the only thing that she has and stuff like that and it's like well it's kind of the only thing you have too um yeah she she makes it about her um I think I don't know. I think she's good TV. That I think that's the one thing that I'll say, like, super positive. Like, I, for some reason, I have a soft spot for her. But, um, yeah, just, like. It's expected of her, like, this. Totally. Container. Like, we've seen it for so long. Like, this is what we know of Sheena. Um, the whole thing about Rachel putting that post. I think it's I, I think it's di- diabolical that she edited that herself and is actually proud that she edited it herself. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think Sheena started her podcast because of the show a long time ago. The scandal happened. What else is she going to talk about in her podcast? I'm sorry, Rachel, but you literally started your podcast a couple weeks before the show started. And that's all you've been talking about. Like... I don't know. I can't really side with Rachel and I can't really side with Sheena. Like, yeah, it's Vanderpump. I think the, the moral of the story with Vanderpump is like, there are no winners here. <laughs> like, yeah. no, one, <laughs> no one's winning. And yeah, I completely agree. It's like, I can't side with any, any of them, um, per se. Um, but I'm worried about the longevity of the show just because it seems like basically all the storylines are still about Scandival and not that I'm tired of it. I'm still very interested in it and like there's still new facts that come out and stuff like that. But I think that it doesn't bode well for like good TV in the long term because like maybe this season will be okay, but like next season what are they going to talk about? Yeah, no, you're right. Um, I also feel like this may be their last season if they don't like step away from the scandal, just because, you know, Sheena still has this big elephant in the room with Brock. Lala has a huge court um, case. Yeah, with Randall, true. Um, you know, Katie and Schwartz, I honestly, like, now that Katie's not with Schwartz anymore, I am starting to like Katie a little bit more, you know? Totally. So I wouldn't mind seeing that either. But, like, yeah, unless they are not willing to talk about that and just scandal, like, yeah, we're going to get tired of it. And I don't think we're going to be foregoing another season. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many interesting side plots that I would, that I care more about than like scandal at this point like I'm I'm not it's not that I don't want to talk about it I'm still blown away by the whole incident but um yeah some new content would be nice (laughs) (laughs) I mean um this is all alleged but I really do think that they're having their eye on James this season I think that's going to be the new scandal Totally. I was talking about this on my podcast recently about just like how James really reminds me of Scott Disick because he's so funny. Yeah. 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 But also an awful, (laughs) yeah, an awful toxic 
human being. And I think because he's funny um, and because he, you know, has a cute relationship with Allie and stuff like that, we get um, distracted by how bad of a person he actually is. Yeah. No, we'll see with Allie. Allie is maybe she'll be a queen this season, <laughs> according to Lala. I would love that. Moving on to our worst week ever runner up. Who do you have for your worst week ever runner up? I chose Prince Will at the BAFTAs. <laughs> yeah. Um. So there's a viral picture of Prince Will like laughing it up. And he is standing in front of Phoebe Dynever, who's from Bridgerton, and Io Adebri from The Bear uh, and other things, and Sophie Wilde and Mia McKenna-Bruce, um, who, like, phenomenal act- actors in their own right. And um, <laughs> allegedly he was, like, talking to the women about how their films and like their rules must have been fun to film but if you look at the content of the of the films that these people have worked in um and were nominated for at the BAFTAs it's like why would you say that (laughs) like why why would you reference that either he didn't know and was just like lying or he was just trying to make conversation, but like, it was just so, um, like embarrassing. It was very cringe. The movie that you're pertaining to, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Cause it's like, um, a sex story, I think it's called. Yeah, let me look it let me look it up for and the actress that he says like, you know, your role looks like it had a lot of fun. The movie is about a girl who is a yeah. and and goes on holiday with her friends and gets R word. Yeah, it's how to how to have sex. Yes. Um and yeah, it's about like a young teenager and now, and granted he does say he hasn't seen the movie. But, like, I guess he saw some photos and didn't really, like, see the... Because the trailer kind of gives it away, too, that, like, yes, this can be a fun movie, but, like, it's also dark. Um, I want to know his thoughts on a young, promising woman. Yeah, literally. (laughs) Literally. It's so awkward. Like, their faces, like... Phoebe Divener is just giving like the biggest and Io is just giving, was, like, yeah the best the biggest <laughs> side eye like I've ever seen just all of their expressions are so different and one is like literally cringing like Ooh. yeah yeah and like I just think if you're in front of like you know one of the most famous like prolific I guess I don't know people in the world um I think that you would lock it in like you would not react like that because you're nervous about making a good impression and I'm like if they are reacting this way he must have said such a blunder yeah no Prince William he has never learned his lesson I don't know why he's still doing media meetups like that isn't his wife in the hospital 
Yeah, and again, his dad, like... Oh, my God, yeah, yeah his dad. Yeah, and Kate's out of the hospital for, like, an unknown... She had, like, an unknown health concern, but then uh, King Charles has cancer, and he... This guy's just laughing it up at the BAFTAs. And Meghan Markle will be dancing at the... <laughs> <laughs> the castle soon salt burn style <laughs> absolutely love to see it yeah no worst week for sure prince william mine is actually kelly osborne oh my god yes <laughs> these are so good um, oh my god <laughs> he had another oh no that's not it moment guys i don't know if you remember her a couple years back in the view where she basically said trump who's gonna clean your toilets um, talking about the latino community how it's the latino community is apparently needed because we clean um she said something super classist this time about ozempic we all know that she has been proudly on it and i have no grudges on ozempic whatsoever but i do get a little testy when celebrities are trying to sell it like it's hydroxy cut or something <laughs> you know like it's, yeah it's disturbing because it is a drug that's needed for diabetics and it because of the craze of the weight loss a lot of um diabetics can't afford the medicine so for kelly osborne to literally throw another ignorant comment I don't really know if she has gone back on her word, but she said there are a million ways to lose weight. Why not do it through something that isn't as boring as working out? People hate on it because they want to do it. And the people who hate on it the most are the people who are secretly doing it or pissed off that they can't afford it. Uh, yeah. No, that's not it. <laughs> yeah, in the sense that, yeah, no, it's absolutely brutal. Um, I hate her so much. <laughs> like she is truly one of the worst people. But yeah, I, I this is awful. Like this is so awful and so out of touch. Um, and reckless. You're totally right. Celebs promoting this, like it not that hydroxy cut was um not Healthy. reckless. Yeah, <laughs> reckless at all. But it's like you're being so reckless. Um talking this up to people and influencing people and perpetuating you know a society that really values thinness and her mom it's so interesting because her mom has talked about how she went on it and now she Regrets i think because it. of her age yeah she cannot she keep the weight on too, yeah she says she lost yeah. way too much and didn't expect that but she did say shame on me because like be careful what you wish for because she's been wishing to be skinny since I've known her on television. Yeah. She's always been wanting like some sort of shortcut to gain to lose weight. Yeah. Let's release ourselves from the no I, I like seeing her you're totally right at like I don't know 75 or how old however old she is still wish for thinness um, is oh, yeah. It's so sad. Like, let's release ourselves from that lifelong, um, like, I don't know, thought process. It's, and like, yeah, it's tough. It, it's complicated, but like, yeah, there's so many things that Kelly said that are just like so inappropriate. And also exercise, yeah, it can be boring, but also like 
there's a point to it outside of weight loss too. Like it's good for your mental health. It's good for, you know, your cardio and your muscles and connecting with nature or whatever. So it's like, it's not, it's just, it's so bad. It, it sounds so like early 2000s rhetoric. And she's literally stuck in that age, in that era. Like she, I mean, Kelly has, since she was on the Osbournes, always been battling her weight as well. Yeah. 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 And I, I do want to empathize with her too. Like she was called so many bad words and like picked apart in so many magazine articles um, for years, like in the early 2000s and stuff like that. So I do empathize. I do understand why she might want to uh, be skinny at, at whatever cost to, you know, avoid all of that scrutiny and stuff. But um, yeah, this is just not it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it at all. I don't think she's learned her lesson. And I'm hoping that she goes back on her word and actually says like, you know what, it's great for losing weight. But I also know that there's side effects out there. And it's also needed for type two diabetes to manage their blood sugar levels. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I know that about the Donald Trump comment, I know she, it seems like she is remorseful, but I always think, is this person remorseful for saying it and understanding why that's bad? Or are they doing like, or are they remorseful because like they got, not got caught, but like kind of like I don't know. I, I I just don't know what her MO is. It's probably the latter that she is just bothered that she um, was witnessed saying stuff like that. She probably like, I don't know if she tried to um, really understand why what she said was wrong, but yeah. She does live in Hollywood, like LA. It's very like in a bubble and I'm pretty sure like the topic of Ozempic is in the air and it's like talked negatively <laughs> in yeah. the circle, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. that's my theory of what I think, but definitely not a great week for the Ozempic comments. Um, <laughs> worst week ever winner. Who do you have this week? I'm giving it to Dakota Johnson. That's a good Be one. <laughs> because... <laughs> I I feel bad for her. I like her. Um, but basically, she's the star of Madam Web, which is a new Marvel movie that has like abysmal ratings at this point. And like, I don't think did well at the box office at all. But she's been on a press tour for the last couple weeks. And people are just like, upset with her because she seems very disengaged, disinterested um and please correct me if i'm wrong because i'm not like really a marvel girl but like madam webb has some connection to spider-man and stuff like that and she like couldn't name the other three spider-man movies or like it just seems like she did no research no um like she didn't care it was just kind of for the paycheck so which, her like, mo yeah so yeah so basically her like her whole career but like yeah it's like i get it like do it for the paycheck but i just think about so many young actors out there that would like absolutely die for a role like this and would like 
just do such a good job. Um, and I feel bad that she took that place. I also am like, why would you cast her? She, she's so like her as Anastasia or whatever steel in 50 shades, who's supposed to be like Bella Swan from twilight, like super meek and like boring and blah works <laughs> but like an action hero <laughs> who's supposed to be like you know like extroverted and like spunky and like i don't know it just doesn't make any sense at all she has not been having a good week because she is a nepo baby so i totally get what you're saying where she is literally taking a job that someone else could have gotten and appreciated more and done more research also um she hasn't been getting along with the other girls from the movie <laughs> yes that was another thing that i was gonna say so there is it's like her as the star but then the other characters are sydney sweeney isabella merced and Celeste O'Connor and press alongside her. And they were just like talking about how they would do like exercise classes together and like would get drinks and stuff like that. And like there, some interviewers have asked like, oh, like what was like Dakota doing in all of this? And they're like, oh, like we don't like talk to her basically, <laughs> which like, they kept them on red, apparently. She was like, I haven't talked to her in a year. She kept me on red. And then Sweeney was also like, she always has me on red. She never texts me back. <laughs> Which is brutal. I think in one aspect, it's like Dakota is, I think, like 36 or 34. Um, Sydney Sweeney is 26. Isabella is 22. Um, and Celeste is 25. So it's like, there is a bit of an age gap there. But I'm like, man, oh, man, like, even if you don't, like, you don't have to be besties with them, but like, throw them a bone. Like, yeah, <laughs> throw some solidarity with your girls in there. Like, yeah, it's also weird, like, PR wise, because Sydney Sweeney, like, uh, which like spoiler alert for my best week ever, but like she is the moment right now. And like, wouldn't you want to kind of like not suck up to her, but like kind of like be in her good graces? Yeah, it, yeah, that would have been awesome to see them hang out. That would have been cute to watch. But did you know after making this movie, um, Dakota Johnson apparently fired her agent like and this like went with the CAA now? I guess she really didn't enjoy this movie, nor when she the movie did come out and she saw it, she was, like, not happy with the outcome. Like, the outcome of the edit or um, that she, I think had she had to do the movie? I think it, like, the outcome of the movie, like, I don't, I think she expected it to be better. Right, right. <laughs> like, right. very, like, Avengers, I guess, up there better. But I guess that, lesson that's learned, fair. Dakota. Like, yeah, learn this is not your type of genre of movie. Totally, and like, I would love I, to see her play a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I, she could totally like. Yeah, I see her in like, I don't know, like Devil Wears Prada, not as as um like as a journalist or something like that. Um, I just think like. <sighs> 
stars think that anything in the MCU is going to be an automatic success. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's just not true. And I do think when I was researching for this, like, I do think that there was some like reshoots recently, or like there was something in the filming that like held them up or whatever. So I don't think it was like an easy movie to make, but, um, yeah, I'm just like, why did you cast her in the first place? Like, I don't know. It, it makes no sense. But yeah. I, I like her for some reason. I still like her. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I liked her at Saturday Night Live. The skit that she did with uh the Destroy crew. I, I don't know. Is that they're these writers that are affiliated with Saturday Night Live who like do these skits on their own. But um, they. Oh yes, yes. And she was just like she closed the door and she was like, "I'm gonna throw some shade." She's really good at throwing shade yes oh my god yeah the three like writers they do yeah. like a yeah a pre-recorded sketch um for snl um and yeah so funny she's really good at snl um yeah i just think this isn't her wheelhouse but it's like we could have told you that so i don't <laughs> I And I was thinking, so I was like, okay, they obviously cast her for her name. But then I was thinking also, it's like, do you think Gwyneth Paltrow tried to sell it? Like, I've done it. So, yeah, I'm Penny or whatever, (laughs) Penny Potts or whatever her name was. So it's like, you should, you should do it too. Honestly, maybe. I just like, I'm like, (laughs) does her name pull that much of a crowd? I don't know. I, I mean... She's probably charismatic. The fact that she's with Chris Martin, like, still blows my mind. I don't know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, yeah. So weird. That's a great worst week ever winner. Uh, My worst week ever winner is kind of dark. I have to give it to Jojo Siwa. I don't know if you saw this Rolling Stone article that just came out where her tv show that she had where these four girls get thrown into pop stardom they were actually treated really poorly and these girls were ages 9 to 14 uh they talk about literally um dancing for six hours straight every day um not going to school i think there was this one girl leah sanderson who was born with spina Fita, who had like blood coming out of her belly button because of just the hours that they were making her um, dance all the time. She also quoted that she probably got four hours of school hours in one month. So these girls were just like left behind in schoolwork. So that's even sad to find out. But what's even sadder is that Jojo Siwa I do forget that she is part of the dancing stars, like mom stars. So her mom's like a huge momager. And I'm pretty sure she has some trauma of being like a star kid in front of a camera since she was a child. Um, Has to have some kind of like misconveyed of judgment, you know, when it comes to knowing what she thinks these girls deserve when it comes to pop stardom. But it was really disappointing to hear that Jocelyn Siwa, Jojo Siwa's mom, was definitely behind of this band called XOMG Pop. 
um, four members have left and they are actually under an NDA. There's only one girl, the one that I just spoke of, she's 16 now, um, did not sign an NDA and has been part of this article. Um, have you seen this at all? Yeah, it's super disappointing. I think a lot of people in JoJo's um, circumstances are like, well, I turned out fine. Like, I like my life. I'm successful and stuff like that. Like, this can be you. This could be you. Why do you need to go to school? Like, mm -hmm. I danced for six hours and look where it got me and stuff like that. Um, and that's really shitty. And I think like, obviously just the whole like children in Hollywood situation is really effed up. Um, and it sucks, especially I feel like nowadays because we know so much more and so many child stars have come out about things that like you, like about how their experience was so bad that it's like having this one person like continue the cycle like it does really suck um yeah it, it's it's awful um I blame more her mom because it's like she is a she's the culprit yeah yeah because it's like Jojo's like what tw not even 20 like or maybe she's 20 like she's so young and um again this is how she grew up this is what she knows so it it doesn't necessarily surprise me that this is happening but um yeah her mom she was, she was what uh mentored by abby lee like we all know how like problematic abby lee is so i'm pretty sure like you said jojo probably has that mentality of just like you know i like this is what made me a star like you know what i mean like this this hard work this um trauma like it's very that that cycle of like, well, I had to go through it. So you have to go through it too, kind of um, mantra, you know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, completely agree. It's sad. I Everything I hear about Jojo Siba in, in the last like couple well, her lawyer years have been bad. I forgot to mention this, but the lawyer, her lawyer, like, the Siwa's lawyer are also the same lawyers of David Dobrik's. Oh, uh, that's brutal. So it just kind of like shows you. Uh, and she's friends with Sandoval guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, special forces show. Like, I don't think her judgment is that great. <laughs> no. And like, why would it be? She didn't have a chance to develop good judgment because she was a fucking child star. <laughs> like, no, you're yeah. 100% right. Like, this is all blame on like her mom's team and like who she surrounds herself with. Absolutely. To do this to like baby girls ages nine to 14, and these poor girls like literally come to LA with nothing like these families like you know having all given all their support to their daughters because they were told by Jessalyn Siwa that their daughter was going to be the you know the next band of Jojo Siwa like yeah it's like broken promises and like these families come and they were living on like the dance floor for like six months like they had nowhere to live because LA is super expensive it's just yeah like we should know by now especially like 
hearing all these child stardom um, stories, just, just let your kid be a kid. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't agree more. We are now going to move on to our best week honorable mentions. I'll go first with best week honorable mentions, Vanessa Williams. She is going to star as Miranda Presley in the Devil Wears Prada musical adaptation, but this will be in London, guys. It's a best week, but it definitely needs to come to like New York because yes. I love to see this musical. Oh my God. The way that I like the emotions I felt when I saw the like trailer or whatever and then like highest highs and then seeing that it was in the West End, lowest lows. <laughs> I actually like had a fleeting thought. I was like, should I go to London to see it? <laughs> but, like, I feel I, like I, everyone I had the fleeting thought of doing that. <laughs> Literally. I, wish, I hope they do like Ugly Betty. Because if oh she's going to do yeah. this, it would be great if I had, if we saw, because like musicals are in right now, guys. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Ugly Betty musical. I wouldn't mind seeing a Legally Blonde movie musical. Like, yes, yes. The Broadway show adapted 100%. Yeah, Ugly Betty would be so good. Even just like a reboot, like a, a movie length tv episode of ugly betty like to catch up with the characters would be so nice um but yeah i i completely agree this is it's perfect casting i was like maybe they should make this like the like the mean girls and maybe now they should make the devil wears prada show a movie <laughs> yeah no i am dying to see like the music for that because that would be amazing. Can you imagine the music for Miranda Presley? Like, <laughs> oh my God, it'd be so iconic. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good one. Who do you have for your best week ever honorable mention this week? I have Haley Bieber. I feel like she doesn't get, this might be her first best week ever. But I mean, I love her. I think she's a, I'm, I'm like a fan of her like fashion, skincare. I I actually went to the hair salon and asked for the Hailey Bieber hair color, the maple syrup. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so oh I've my God, been, that's so funny. I've been like in my roots, but like she made me want to be a brunetti again. Yes. I, I've been really enjoying her content recently too. And she came out with this Road Beauty lip gloss phone case. And I don't think it's available. I think it's been sent out to like influencers and stuff like that. I don't think it's available yet to buy, but like it's this pe peptide lip treatment that I've heard only good things about. It's it's kind of a Summer Fridays like lip butter, whatever ripoff, but like who cares? Cause like, I like that product too. But like the phone case with a slot for your lip gloss, it's so smart it is it's genius and i think like <laughs> she finally hit kind of like an innovative like stride because i think mm -hmm. a lot of people were like you know the stuff you put out is like a little copycatty and this is it like this is it it kind of like without the lip gloss looks kind of bad um but like <laughs> it looks like a, a little on folder you mean <laughs> yeah, it kind of looks like a tampon holder. It, like, literally just kind of looks like a vagina. But, like, <laughs> with a lip gloss, I feel like it's so chic. And I feel like 
a lot of the cool girls wear, you know, have like their lip gloss on their keychain or whatever. And this is just like a honestly kind of sleeker version of that. And her road, it's road, right? Beauty. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get it confused with rare beauty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, her road beauty. I love the milk. Of- I, oh my God. Yeah. She has I great think- stuff. I think I'm actually going to buy that. I've I've never used any of the Road Beauty products, um, but I've only heard good things. And I, I'm really into skincare. And whenever a celebrity comes out with a skincare beauty line, I'm always like, you know, just skeptical. Mm-hmm. But um, I did like a lot of research and people are saying really good things about, yeah, the milk product and the lip gloss in particular are two, I think, hit products so glorified gossip girl like dies for the lip gloss and it looks good on her every time she's on her stories and I'm like that yeah like she's definitely hitting a home run and I am a chapstick girly it's so funny that you mentioned that because like I'm always looking for my chapstick I have one in my makeup bag I haven't I have one in my purse I have one in my wallet even though it is in my purse. Like I, I'm always like looking for my chapstick. I'm always missing it. And like for this to be like a part of your phone, like genius. It's so smart. Cause you know, people have the ones with the wallet mm-hmm. on the back and stuff like that. But this is just like, it's so chic and glossed lips are really in. Um, yeah, it's just so smart. It comes in like cute, like pastel-y muted colors if she can um, keep this up and not like mention or make fun of any girl, <laughs> you know, online, she has a hit. Like, I truly. I love her. I just wish she would talk more about her growing up as a ballerina. That's all I care about. Oh my god, I think <laughs> about that all the time. I only want to hear about her ballet journey i i think that she should do way more like collabs or like lean way more into that aspect i think it's one of the things that sets her apart from like the kendall's and gg's and selena's and stuff and yeah especially with like the coquette like resurgence and stuff like that i was like this is your time to shine um but yeah i i yeah completely agree i i for some reason I I'm kind of warming up to her too I don't love the way that she got together with Justin Bieber but like in recent years she's really been kind of growing on me yes that she's been hitting it with the style for me and the skincare and like yeah I it's funny because um she is getting flack apparently because there was a small um I think it's a content creator or a brand that had a similar thing, but it's not, it has, it's not even chapstick or lip gloss. So I can't even say that she ripped it off, but it was like an emergency wine packet for behind your phone. I'll send you the tweet. Um, oh my God, you have to. That's I interesting. Was, I, I was I was just like, that's kind of a reach, you know, because it's yeah. hers is lip gloss and like, that's an alcoholic beverage but yeah yeah, it was it's completely different and but going back to Selena and Haley um 
Selena came out with like a new hand lotion that you can like massage your hand now. And I was like, no, <laughs> no, it's totally. so bad. I'm like already doing that. I'm like, why do I do this? <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I think it's like, that's smart. Like, it's like, isn't it like kind of like aromatherapy? So you're like supposed to give yourself like a self massage and then like, yeah, that's actually pretty. I mean, like I'm holding a phone all the time. Like when I do massage my hand, I, I can see that actually. Yeah. Really yeah. Nice. Same. But like, <laughs> can I do that with just my like aquaphor? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Who do you have for your best week ever runner up this week? I chose Harry Styles. This is, I feel like, kind of a cop-out, but I just wanted to talk about it. Um, I chose Harry Styles at the Luton. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. Um, but the Luton versus Manchester United soccer game or football game, as they would say, in the UK. Um, because he got his hair cut. And everyone's talking about it. And everybody is just like... I feel like going feral for this new Harry era. And like, I've talked a lot about his receding hairline on my podcast. <laughs> um, and I think he got a little bit of like hair plugs. Like, I don't think he really like changed his um, hairline too much, but I think the thickness maybe, I don't know. Anyways, he looks really good. He looks you know really, what? really good. You may be onto something because he did shave off his head. And I feel like when you do a hair transplant, you have to, you have shave, to shave your head. Your head. <laughs> so, totally. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah he had. Okay. Like you're totally right. Now that I think about it, he like left the spotlight for a little bit, but we got like that one picture of his buzz cut or shaved head or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden he comes back like three months like, later or whatever with better hair. Like that's night and like or case closed <laughs> like, like and yeah. good for him he looks great he looks so good yeah and like yeah again like do whatever you want to do it's tough out here um especially if you're in the spotlight um but it his aesthetic like kind of remind me of like 1d harry and i just i was loving it <laughs> i love that well you know we're gonna see more harry styles now that his hair is fully out <laughs> totally and he'll probably be like yeah i just needed a break because i was on tour for like three years or whatever um but it's like no you needed to go get hair plugs <laughs> <laughs> for my best week ever runner-up i have to give it to the vince staples show i don't know if you've seen this out yet it's on netflix's um top 10 new shows that are out if you guys don't know who vince staples is he's an awesome awesome rapper from compton and this movie well not movie the series is basically giving me more of an atlanta slash dave chappelle show kind of vibes because it can be very dark <laughs> talking about his life being a rapper and living in LA and facing uh, racism, facing uh, police brutality. And this is all happening in Long Beach, California. It's very Fargo-esque as well. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed watching the first show. It's hilarious, but at the same time, it does reel you back into reality of being like, Dan, this is so fucking real. Especially when it comes to um, just 
the cops and the black community especially in LA but the first episode follows a brief stint in jail where he is in a traffic violation and the police officer obviously are trying to be cool with him because they know he's a rapper and yeah I highly recommend watching this show I know he's been on a roll right now on social media asking everyone to please watch the show so a second season can be um offered to them and we all know how Netflix is super cheap <laughs> and janky. So yeah, especially since it's a black show, mm-hmm. I really want like people to have their eyes on this so it can proceed to have a second season. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend watching this show. And yeah, if you like Atlanta and you like Dave Chappelle and you like, you know, this sort of humor, I really and rap his I love his rap music. Um I really think that you guys would love this show for sure. Nice. This looks really good. I'm actually looking for a, um, what's the word? Like a scripted TV show. Cause yes. I, I feel like. I've been watching so much reality. <laughs> so much reality, so much competition with like traders and stuff like that. Um, I need to balance it out. And so this looks like a great show to start. Who do you have for your best week ever winner this week? Like I said before, I, I'm going to give it to Sydney Sweeney, like spoiler um, from earlier. I just think that like in general, anyone but you did really well. And I think that was surprising for a lot of folks. Um, it was the People's Choice Awards, like I mentioned earlier too, and she wore this like gorgeous red dress that everyone's like, you know, not comparing, but like being like, this is the moment, like how Jennifer Lawrence had one similar and Scarlett um, Johansson. Ooh, big Tata ladies too. Yeah, yeah. Her her Tatas look so nice. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. Why can't mine look like that? But yes. (laughs) No, seriously, especially like when she gets obviously like a tailor or like whatever they're called, like when someone actually works with her like bust to make it like um, fitted really well. Her designer was not fitting her well. Yeah, you're so right. Yeah, like it, because like you, I don't know, sometimes you just don't notice, but then when it's really fitted well, you're like, oh my God, these other ones were bad because we can see the comparison. Um, And then at the People's Choice Awards, her and Glenn Powell sung Unridden, which is like from the closing credits of the movie and that went viral. And then today it, was announced that she's going to be hosting SNL on March 2nd with Casey Musgraves as the musical guest. And she's just killing it. Like she's really, she's doing the damn thing. I love that. And she was on my best week ever winner a couple weeks ago. Cause she was so hot on hot ones. Did you see her on that? Yeah. Amazed. <laughs> I know made me love her even more I was like dang she is really cool she's so cool (laughs) I sometimes watch her TikToks of her like fixing up trucks and stuff like that and I'm like you really are that girl and not like (laughs) like not in like a pick me or like trying to be a cool girl for guys way she's just like like, I'm like 
she's a tomboy like a true pretty girl tomboy yes yes i'm like yeah you like like trucks but not in a way to impress a guy like that's amazing <laughs> like, <laughs> it's yeah it's really i'm just loving her content right now so i think she's killing it i think you know like with euphoria being so on and off she could have maybe like faded into the into the shadows but she yeah she does amazing roles though because she did sharp objects wasn't she in that as well like that hbo um book turned into a tv show miniseries with um yeah she was in sharp objects obviously she was in white, white lotus, lotus yeah. which is like also really good um madam webb like it's like not that that's good but like that it's showing that she can be in any type of like serious stuff funny mm -hmm. stuff um superhero to like yeah really scripted yeah um and she's yeah. not what i like about her because i i love how you brought like jennifer lawrence i'm hoping that she doesn't get over not overexposed exposed like taylor swift but like oversaturated because there was a point with Jennifer Lawrence where, like, we all loved her. And then it was just like, okay, we, it's too much. Like, Sydney totally. has, like, a great, like, like, she's quiet, you know? She's quiet. And, like, she had the hic some hiccups, like, her mega family and stuff like yeah. that. Um, <laughs> like, that was pretty brutal. But, mm -hmm. um, and her husband, like, it's, like, her millionaire husband. And, and yeah, like, the possible affair Not, yeah affair and stuff, <laughs> but like i like i'm kind of i kind of like that stuff <laughs> like yeah um yeah so it's like it, she's not without flaw or fault or whatever but um she's doing it right like yeah you're totally right i i i don't see her having that like saturation point but yeah, I, I just see her star really rising. I don't know. I, I feel like she's just so likable that she wouldn't have one of those Jennifer, like she's not polarizing like maybe Jennifer Lawrence is, but who knows? No, I love that. So for my best week ever winner, guys, I saw this movie. I was confused. I laughed. I did not cry, but the JLo movie on Amazon yes. Prime came out this week and it was just so great to laugh at that I was, I'm happy that JLo gave this to us. <laughs> Some new music. Um, I thought Kiki Palmer with Jane Fonda was hilarious. I loved seeing Post Malone being up there as well. And JLo dancing. I literally have to go back to when she was in Living Color because I remember her dancing so much better in those days than today maybe being a diva and not dancing as much as back in the days has something to do with that but the storyline was super confusing the AI of it all is literally I know she threw a lot of money into making this but like she could have found like a better AI CGI I don't know what they call it these days but it was really bad in the beginning of the movie but I was just I don't know when it ended it left me with like that's it a 
apparently there's a documentary coming out. So I'm hoping that will fulfill my <laughs> satisfaction. But yeah, no, definitely a best week because I feel like a lot of people, whether they love it or hate it, have been watching it and there's great memes about it. And I'm pretty sure JLo and Ben Affleck are not given a fuck <laughs> like whatsoever. I just think it's hilarious that this whole movie is about him and he doesn't really appear at all in the movie unless you find him in the TV news. He is the reporter, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> totally. I love when stars reach a point where they just like, they just have enough money that they'll just like fund their own projects. And yeah, like that must be so freeing and um yeah it's i i haven't watched the biopic yet i will definitely watch the documentary um but yeah i i i just love the content and you're totally right like everyone's talking about it um regardless if it was good or bad she is like in the zeitgeist right now so i she's in all the discussions so I think that's what she wanted. I, I haven't listened to the album yet either. I will listen to it because I, again, I do love some JLo music, but um, yeah. I She's just the moment. She is the moment and um, I forgot what I was going to say about her and her new music and people loving it and also hating it. Completely forgot what I was going to say, but no, I just think that you're so right. This is a home project that they probably do this a lot at home. It kind of, it makes me think about like Beyonce and her music, how like her mom has been bumping to 16 carriages for 10 years now. And I'm like, what does JLo have like video wise at her house? Because I'm pretty sure this isn't her first video project. She's been doing a lot of this on the side. Totally. And yeah, you're, you're so right about that. And um, not that I feel like her career is ending at all either, but like this is like a capstone or like a milestone, you know, thing for her career. And, and that's cool to witness, like a person that's had a 20 plus year career. Um, and this is kind of the accumulation of that. It is funny that like no one really asked for more content <laughs> around Ben and Jen. Um, I think she's going on tour too. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. giving me Erica Jane vibes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I stick to her old, older music, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's so funny. She's an interesting gal. It'd be funny if, like, in her tour, she's like, I'm going to bring out Ashanti, Christina Milian, <laughs> like, all the girls who really helped me out in making these albums. <laughs> totally. Like, that I would go to see. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are now at the end of my show where I ask my guests what their favorite song is from the 2000s. I'm super excited to talk about this one because I remember watching this music video on AOL like a billion times and also requesting it for it to be number one on TRL. We are talking <laughs> about Hilary Duff, 
the year is 2003 and the song is So Yesterday. Can you please tell me and the listeners why did you chose this song to be your favorite and where were you when you first heard this song? Yeah, thank you so much for asking. Mm -hmm. It's getting harder to pick songs because I feel like I'm like, just the more that I come on the show, I'm like, oh my God, that like, what could I pick next? But this one immediately came to mind because, especially because of the music video, like I distinctly remember sitting in my parents' living room with like, you know, like a 20 inch TV or whatever, like the ones that are like really thick and like cumbersome and just being so obsessed with the song and the music video. Like I was singing it like I was a girl that just like 10 at the time 11 at the time um and I kind of think also what made me think of it is like I saw an article recently saying that like skinny scarves might be back they are back <laughs> and I want my American Eagle skinny scarf back I, I like going through my photos of high school and I was like oh, that was such a great fashion trend <laughs> it totally was. I wish I had all of my clothes, not my clothes because they wouldn't fit, but like maybe my accessories from those eras so bad. Um, but and... Hilary Duff was the number one skinny scarf girl. <laughs> totally with like low rise pants and like a graphic tee. Like oh, mm -hmm. it's just so good with the wispy bangs. And yeah, I just, I loved this era. I loved this song. I, I like all of Hilary Duff's music. Like not gonna lie it still gets played a lot in my household <laughs> um but yeah this is like i'd say this and come clean are like her number one songs so yeah just so good so i'm gonna ask you what i asked uh jesse from uh just these girls podcast do you know the with love dance routine oh yeah <laughs> da -na, da -na, da -na, da -na, yeah <laughs> Yeah, totally. I feel like if someone just asked me to do it, <laughs> even though I've never done it in my life, I could probably get 50% of it because, <laughs> because I watch that video all the time. Um, yeah, I love it. The soft choreo, as Jessie would say. Um, she's iconic. Like it's I love that she gave us nothing with her performances and stuff. Like I loved when she went through like the rock phase like I, it's so good it's all so good and I'm so upset that we got photos of Lizzie McGuire reboot and we're never going to see it but the fashion like I want that shirt that like sheer see-through shirt I think like Taylor Swift wore something similar to that and I was like I need it absolutely <laughs> so yeah thousands it's so good I won't stop talking about the Lizzie McGuire reboot because I no. still am holding out hope. I'm hoping like they've recently had one of the writers go viral on TikTok um, explaining what the first three episodes that they shot were or two episodes, I think. And yes, I'm hoping that Disney Plus or some other platform, if it could be picked up by another streaming platform, sees how viral that went and sees all the the tweets and stuff like that and it eventually gets picked up somewhere else no it really does need to because I'm like now 
because yeah it did leak the three episodes and the fact that she had a checklist and that is the reason why disney like pulled it out was um was to have sex with one of the characters on the tv show because she comes back to town and gordo is i think going through a divorce with his child and this isn't really spoilers guys because we're I don't know if I mean well we're sending it out to the universe we do want this show to come out but like the fact that we had this storyline and everyone's down for it and it's still not being you know produced up it's wild but we'll get like second seasons of like the dumbest shows like it's so sad (laughs) it's so sad so yeah I I hope like they see the fan um like content and um comments and all videos and stuff like that asking for it that would be a dream come true yeah i'd love that tori thank you so much for being part of my show can you please let my listeners know where they can find you or if you have anything to plug in yeah thank you so much uh so you can listen to ready to be petty my pop culture podcast on any podcast platform and i'm at rtdd podcast and then my second podcast ready to be romance you can find it on any platform and i'm at ready to be romance mostly on instagram and tiktok thank you tori thank you so much for having me bye